0: Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. This is my thought in one take, a part of the Ben Burnett Show Empire. Welcome into
1: the Ben Burnett Show. This is my thought in one take China's Belt and Road Initiative, or BRI. In 2013, China launched a trillion plus dollar initiative to improve the connectivity and cooperation on a transcontinental scale. The major planned economies that the Belt and Road Initiative seeks to impact are trade with Asia, Europe, and Africa. It's not only there. There are over 70 countries that have been benefactors of direct foreign investment. That means subsidies from the Chinese government in one decade. One of the World Bank's primary objectives is to uncover through independent analysis what the Belt and Road Initiative seeks to do. It seeks to do about six things. It seeks to control trade. It seeks to control investment, debt, procurement mechanisms, the environment, which I believe we all think that's funny poverty reduction, which I also think we all probably scoff at, and infrastructure. There are several corridors that China seeks to gain influence on and through. Travel, trade, and transportation is the main motivation. Heavy rail, light rail, shipping, ports, they want other countries to see China as the direct investor to their success because ultimately quality of life breeds loyalty. If you look at At the underlying tenets of the Belt and Road Initiative, it really seeks to do two things. It seeks to curry favor among developing nations, and it seeks to weaken the West, or the United States. It seeks to weaken the West through a couple of ways. You've seen China invest an immense amount of money in the Aegean Sea, or Greece, Turkey. The Belt and Road Initiative is a 21st century mechanism to recreate the Silk Road. The Silk Road is what ultimately brought you worldwide metropolises like Istanbul. Back in the day, it was known as Constantinople. That was the city that brought the East and West together. The Turks in that day were a part of the Byzantine Empire. They were very, very closely linked with China. They were the primary trade partner for the Far East. In recent days, you've seen the United States shift its economic policy in conversation to what's known as America First where Americans, especially on the right, have sought to bring more resources home. I don't dispute the strategy behind that. America clearly has crumbling infrastructure. But an America-first strategy has flaws, and the Belt and Road Initiative, which you may or may not have heard of, is chief among those flaws. Because while the United States is concentrating on its infrastructure at home, China is investing in 70-plus countries to the tune of north of a trillion dollars. The United States still has a larger economy than China, but that margin is dwindling. And that margin is dwindling for a couple of reasons. If you're going to seek to invest in other places, take global merchandising, for example. The Belt and Road Initiative has allowed for more or less 40% of all goods and services that you would wear, shoes, socks, clothes. They come from China today. They clothe the entire world, 40% of it. Take Africa, for example. There's a handful of countries that have been the benefactors of pipelines and railways. Look at Nigeria, Uganda, Egypt, Ethiopia, and there's more countries than that. The United States has stepped away from a lot of the investment in those countries outside of Egypt because they don't view them as strategic allies. Sometimes if you're the less attractive girl in school and the handsome guy starts paying you attention, who are you going to ultimately be loyal to? I know that's a high school analogy But if you step back and think about it, the world exists in that context in so many ways. China has also redoubled its efforts to invest in countries like Greece and Italy. Although Italy has stepped away from that to some degree, Greece is not. Italy is represented in the G20, and Greece is represented by the European Union in the G20. Every crisis presents an opportunity. Following the financial housing crisis that the United States largely created in 2008, Several economies almost went belly up. Greece was one of them. You look at the port in Piraeus, which is about 20 miles from Athens, Greece. When Greece formally joined the Belt and Road Initiative, they were living with measures of austerity. And China was there to pick up the pieces. And even before the Belt and Road Initiative was formalized, it went to show you what their long-term vision was. The United States can't continue to operate with an America-first proximity for two reasons— One, China will only gain global influence. You have seen China's strategic investments move into other countries instead of social programs, and you've seen many countries respond. The United States has abandoned many of its foreign direct investment programs, and countries are now evaluating who they ultimately want to be loyal to. You see islands in the Pacific that less than 100 years ago were strategic allies, even territories of the United States, and they're not today. If America doesn't wake up to what its priorities should ultimately be, the surplus that the United States has in trade over China will continue to dwindle. You've seen investments in military spending from China all over the four corners of the earth even in countries that are 100 miles from the United States, like Cuba. I don't know why it's so underreported. If you read in Department of Defense circles, it's a very pressing issue. But when you look at the mainstream media, especially during a presidential cycle, none of the politicians really tell you why China is eating our lunch or how they're eating our lunch. The Belt and Road Initiative is exactly how. This has been another episode of The Ben Burnett Show. See you guys next week. a $5 minimum balance required.